One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. Hi, this is Dean Hargrove, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts, along with our guest Gary Girani. Gary is with us via Zoom. Gary Girani, screenwriter of the original Pumpkinhead, as well as Vampirella, and the author of such books as Fantastic Television, pictorial history of sci-fi, the unusual, and the fantastic, one of the very first books on not only genre television, but television programming in general. Gary also provides commentary for the Fear No Evil Ritual of Evil Blu-ray double feature release now available through Kino Lorber, Amazon.com and wherever Blu-rays are sold. Both Fear No Evil and Ritual of Evil feature original scores by Billy Goldenberg, the brilliant composer whom we lost earlier this year. Gary Girani not only knew Billy Goldenberg for many, many years, he's currently editing a documentary about the life and career a Billy Goldenberg that, if all goes well, will be released sometime in 2021. Before we went to break, we were talking about Billy Goldenberg's many collaborations with Dean Hargrove for Universal Television and how in recent years, Dean and Billy were contemplating staging a musical version of Ransom for a Dead Man, Ransom for a Dead Man, the two-hour made-for-TV movie originally released in 1971 that directly led to the Columbo TV series, a project that, at least in the early stages, floated the possibility of casting someone like Al Pacino as Lieutenant Columbo. So we pick up the conversation. But, you know, if Hargrove or someone were to revisit that, I could see Pacino playing... Columbo, but making it his own. I mean, Columbo is one of those characters, even, even though Falk was not the first actor to play Columbo, Columbo is one of those tricky characters that because Falk is so iconic and so clearly defined, it's difficult to imagine any other person assuming that role, yeah. whether for television or the, or the stage. But if anybody could do it, I think Pacino could because he's a he's because a con- he's Pacino and he brings his own special bag of tricks yeah no it was a it was a uh, just imagining what he would do yeah. with that part is so much fun yeah okay I'm having some artwork done for the documentary uh, of Pacino as Columbo for this moment because we, we do get into it and uh, yeah I was actually you know, it's funny because I spoke to Billy after that whole thing didn't work out. I said, well, Billy, why did that? That was such a great idea. What, what happened there? And I, again, I sort of instigate. I was, you know, so he goes, uh, 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 you know, we just couldn't crack this in the story and this in the story. I go, 
why don't you call me? There's a way to solve that. Come on, it's too good an idea. You know, uh, you can, you can, you work on something long enough, you'll find a solution. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was going to go back to Dean and, and say, "Come on, guys, let's revisit this. It's too friggin' good to like." Yeah. And even now, I was going to, but now that Billy's gone, yeah. You know, uh, Dean and Dean and I actually, right after he died, we we spoke a lot about this, and I I told him. You know, in editing the documentary, all the people that Billy loved and that loved Billy, you know, yeah. the business. but out of all of them, Dean was like the closest. And I got to tell you, like I say, there, he says, listen, I had a lot of Hollywood friends, but Dean was a real friend. Yeah. And, you know, I'm hoping all this comes out in the documentary because there was so much emotion, so much caring uh, for Billy and for his work. Uh, it touched, it really touched me. I'm editing the documentary as the man passes and it's breaking my heart. I'm looking at him, I'm talking over and over when you edit, you know, you have to keep looking as it's just uh, devastating to me. But you I'm know so something, you know, you I'm know so some... that this thing didn't get done in time for him to see yeah. it. But, you know, he's he seen parts of it and was very happy with what he saw. You know. But, but you know something, Gary? Uh, one advantage you have that very few filmmakers have with this particular project is you you didn't just discover his work you know within, within the last couple of years and say oh I think I'll do a movie I think I'll do a documentary about Billy Goldenberg because I'm a big fan you've known this man for a good part of your life so you have you have that knowledge you have that you have that closeness, you have that insight, you have that friendship, that close friendship that you bring to the project as the filmmaker, and that will infuse, you know, I'm, I'm sure that infused you as you talk to, you know, B. Arthur and Dean Hargrove and everybody, you know, Robert Wagner and everybody else you talk to for this film, which I can't wait for it to come out. But, but as, but... <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully but, next year you know we're finishing up now but yeah no your point is is very well taken because this is a labor of love yeah in every sense of it, it it started that way my connection to billy it was a labor of love because i was love with this music uh finally i wanted to bring this music out again i wanted people to remember what he gave them and so many people have grown up with his music on television and watching all these shows, whether it's Kojak or Rhoda or the wonderful TV films and, and specials that he did. So yeah, it's all very, very passionate with me. And that was the same thing that happened with, we're talking about the releases of Fear and of Evil and Ritual of Evil. Uh, I wanted this stuff to get out. I would have put it out myself if Kino had, I would have somehow found a way to kind of do it. Uh, and that's, you're right. I mean, again, it's, it's got that angle and all the people that I connect with felt the same way about it, including some amazing Norman Lloyd, who's what, 105 years old. Ages. He's he, one of Billy's best yes, friends. Yes. And, uh, at the beginning of this year, uh, there was a revival of, um, uh, Billy's, uh, ballroom, uh, work. You know, he had done the Queen of the Stardust Ballroom, mm -hmm. which had been turned into the Broadway show Ballroom, and they were doing a revival of it out here. So he had come out here for a little while, and a good friend of his, Susan Clark, the actress, 
who uh, was was in the classic Columbo episode, with, uh, uh, Lady in Waiting. Yeah, with Richard Anderson. Billy Ford, yeah. which was a, an amazing score, and amazing, he was nominated for an Emmy for it, um, and it was directed by Norman Lloyd. Yes. Uh, and so I've interviewed Norman Lloyd a few times, and uh, but anyway, it was, it was Billy was out here, and it was his birthday earlier in the year, and uh, Susan Clark had a birthday party for him out here, where all these great famous people came, and uh, I, I actually said, Susan, uh, well, Susan was first, okay, it was ridiculous, Susan was going, you know, and I'll be cooking forever. It's like, well, do you need a, you know, I'm pretty good with my monogot and I can. Do <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it's okay. I'm coming. So, so what if, uh, what about Norman Lloyd? I said, oh my God, Norman's so old. I said, what if I brought him over? You know, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know what I want. You know, but I was like, yeah, Dad, could you do that? So my friend and I came for <laughs> And Norman was in this wheelchair and we brought him over to the party. And uh, it was great. I mean, I'm so glad. It was a little difficult to do, but I'm glad I was able to do that because everybody at that party was just surrounding Norman Lloyd. And it, it was just terrific. Uh, and Billy was so happy to see one of his oldest friends. Uh, and little did we know uh, that would be Billy's last birthday party. And good old Norman is still with us. <laughs> yes, but, uh, yeah. yes. God bless Norman Lloyd and God bless Gary Girani. Gary Girani currently working on a documentary about the life and career of composer Billy Goldenberg, which if all goes well, will be released sometime in 2021. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, in the meantime, Gary provides commentary for, for both Fear No Evil and Ritual of Evil. Uh, the two uh, made-for-TV movie starring Louise Jordan as a ghost-hunting psychiatrist. Fear No Evil, Ritual Evil, Blu-ray, double feature available from Kino Lorber. You can find it at Amazon.com, wherever Blu-rays are sold. We'll be right back. We've talked about some of his TV work, and we've talked about just what a genuinely good person, what a beloved person. I mean, I'm not Jewish, but if I were a Jew, I would say he was a mensch. I think that's a fair thing. <laughs> To say, um, well, I'm an Italian, which makes me an honorary Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the Italians and the Jews always kind of sort yeah. of uh, we all came from the same neighborhoods. We all, when I was a kid in, in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, you know, most of my friends were either Jewish or Italian. Yeah. That's what we had. and we were kind of, you know, we'd invite each other to our houses for dinner, and I'd enjoy their matzo balls, they'd enjoy our ravioli, and that's how it worked. But I did not uh, know this about Billy until I had a chance to talk to Steve Binder a couple of years ago about the 68 mm. Elvis. Great guy. Brilliant guy. I love Steve. Love Steve. Highest recommendation. Love Steve Bender. And that's what I heard about the story about Billy and If I Could Dream. Now, for those who don't know the story, Billy, I think, wrote the music. But at the last minute before, before they taped, he took his name off the music sheets, because Billy, in his heart, felt, this is not my song. Earl Brown wrote that song, and Elvis is going to... And Very, very generous. Yeah. Very generous, man. I mean, th th there you go. Yeah. That says it right there. Yeah. It? You know, it's just, I mean, I said this to Steve. I'll say this to you. I was a fan of Billy's work, you know, for 20 years before I learned about that. He just, that elevated Billy in my estimation, like, exponentially. Uh, it, it was always 
about the work and the music. That generosity extended into other areas as well. Um, if there were TV movies or, or projects where he felt another composer would really be suited for it, he would recommend someone and maybe even give up a job or share a job with someone whose work he felt he wanted to help bring out. Uh, that was very, very rare. I believe that happened, uh, um, you know, because Billy did all of Steven Spielberg's earliest TV films, uh, uh, Duel and uh, uh, the Columbo episode, Murder by the Book, which is probably the best Columbo, uh, just fantastic. It was the first first of the 90-minute Columbos they did yes. right after the pilot. Yeah. And there was a, a wonderful Name of the Game episode, LA 2017, which, of course, now we're past 2017. <laughs> this was back in 1969, 1970, when, yeah. when they did it. And I know Billy brought in, I think, Robert Prince to, to work with him on that. He, he wanted to share this great work with people who would bring something. I think that was a case where there was a lot of music to be written, and he knew he couldn't do it all. So he, he, he made sure he brought in someone who was really, really good. And he would do that sort of thing a lot. Uh, I would see that in the credits a lot. And he could do that because his music on its own was so distinctive and so powerful. He could share the wealth with other people and never lose his identity. We've been talking about a lot of Billy's work for Universal, including Fear No Evil and Ritual of Evil, which are now available as part of the Blu-ray release through Kino Lorber. But I mentioned this before we started recording, my favorite work of his is what he did with Harry O, which was a Warner Brothers show. Did they loan yeah. him out? How did how do they work? How do they work that out? Well, at that point, um, you know, Billy, his home base was Universal, and Stanley Wilson at Universal, who who passed away, I think around nineteen seventy, he was his mentor. He's the one that whatever. So so that was still his, but he opened up. Uh, he was doing work for Paramount uh, and for Warner Brothers. Uh, and he was doing movies for, you know, different companies, too. I mean, he did Play It Again, Sam, which I believe is a Paramount film. Mm -hmm. uh, he did a, a pilot for Paramount uh, that has never seen the light of day called Scared Stiff with Bob Denver and Warren Berlinger as ghost hunters. And he was asked to pretty much do a parody of his usual distinctive <laughs> supernatural sound, which kind of defined that yeah. decade, whatever. And it's it's great. I Years ago, I had a 16-millimeter copy of it. So he was doing work for other companies, and then, you know, he found his way over at Warner's, and uh, that was a successful show. You know, I was also, I think, I had a couple of pilots, yeah. TV movie pilots, before I went to series. But, oh, no, and he was very, very fond of that theme. The interesting thing, though, is that you know, if you work for TV, you're going to wind up doing themes. Yeah. And he was a tunesmith. He could do that. But he approached music like a great musician. He wasn't necessarily just looking to do catchy little themes, which, of course, he could do. Uh, when he did Columbo, I mean, the most distinctive thing about his Columbo scores, he never bothered, really, initially, to create a specific theme for Columbo. The music was always based on the villains mm -hmm. because they were the larger-than-life focus of the story. But it was also storytelling because 
by focusing all your music on the villains yeah. and ignoring your hero. It's just the way Columbo comes across. Like, you can't possibly think this little guy is going to be able, this, this kind of nerdy little guy is going to be able to outwit the super powerful, super smart, super rich villains. So even the score plays along with that and ignores him. It's like, hey, forget it, he's not going to be any trouble, whatever. Brilliant thinking, brilliant thinking. Eventually, Billy did... Uh, uh, I mean, even in Ransom for a Dimmit, there's a little piece of music which wound up serving as Columbo's theme. And finally, when it went to a regular TV movie series, a mystery movie, um, other composers were coming in and writing episodes, and they were giving him a theme, so Billy did finally produce a little theme. But it's typical of the way he approached this. Another example of that is A Clear and Present Danger, which became the senator series with Hal Holbrook, mm-hmm. one of the most important TV shows of, of that era. And uh, when he did the pilot, which was a two-hour movie where, where the Hal Holbrook senator is dealing with air pollution, I mean, that was the theme mm-hmm. of, in the two-hour pilot, uh, given the nature of the material, he just kept his music to, like, very limited sound effects, very real. And then when it went to series... He told the producer, no music. There should be no music in this. I mean, I'm the composer. I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself out of a job. But it's best for the material here. It'll be more real, more biting, more topical, more seeming more serious without music. He was absolutely right. It was always about the work. Yes, very much so. Gary Gerani is currently editing a documentary about the life and career of Billy Goldenberg, which, all, which, which if all goes well, will be released uh, sometime in 2020. In the meantime, Gary Gerani provides commentary for both Fear No Evil and Ritual of Evil, Blu-ray double feature now available through Kino Lorber as well as Amazon.com, wherever Blu-rays are sold. I think you mentioned there's another Kino release that you did commentary on that's coming out soon, isn't there? Think- yeah, I, that's what I was mentioning earlier, the uh, the Dark Intruder film, which uh, was a TV pilot, an hour TV pilot with Leslie Nielsen, and he was doing his demon hunting thing and that. And that's coming out, I think, February of 2021 from Kino, and I did the commentary for that as well. It's all related. Mm-hmm. It's all Universal's efforts to get a supernatural sleuth on, on the air. So it eventually culminated in, in Kolchak, the Night Stalker. But Dark Intruder is a wonderful film. It's also a little film that had not been available uh, in its native 35 millimeter form since it came out back in 1965. I mean, it went into TV syndication. You know, for years and years and years, TV syndication, old movies, they were 16 millimeter prints that they used. These movies were shot in 35 millimeter. So all those years growing up in the 60s, they were watching these old Bogart, you were watching crappy movies that had half the quality they should have. Yeah. You know, not to mention commercial breaks and yes. a million other things wrong with them. Uh, but again, 35 millimeter is the way these movies were made and thank goodness fear no evil which are released that way and dark intruder which will come out early next year in beautiful 35 millimeter. well keep me posted on the status of dark intruder when that comes out we'll have you back on 
Oh, great. Sure. I'd love to do that. Gary Girardi provides commentary for Fear No Evil, Ritual of Evil, Blu-ray double feature, now available through Kino Lorber. You can find it at Amazon.com, wherever Blu-rays are sold. And uh, Gary is also working on the documentary on the life and career of composer Billy Goldenberg. Billy Goldenberg, who provided the original scores for Fear No Evil and Ritual of Evil. Gary Gerani, this is a great, this has been a great joy. Thanks so much for joining us. I look forward to our next conversation. My pleasure. Jeffrey Mark will join us when we come back on TV Confidential. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Alexa users. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093 800-715-6093 That's 800-715-6093 be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.